the 3P method is to pause to pivot to a positive. And in that pause, you're, you have a moment of gratitude for, you know, maybe you are going through this challenging situation, but, you know, what can you find to be grateful for in that moment? And then moving towards, okay, what's the positive, you know, what's the resolution of this or what's the lesson learned? Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Carrie Wekalo of Actualized Consulting. Carrie, super excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yes, excited to have you on. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Carrie so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's working on. And Carrie is the Chief Operating Officer at Actualized Consulting, a financial services firm. In her book and program, Culture Infusion, Nine Principles for Creating and Maintaining a Thriving Organizational Culture, and latest book, Gratitude Infusion, are the emphasis behind Actualized Consulting being named Top Company Culture by Entrepreneur Magazine, a top workplace by the Washington Post, Fortune Best in Small, Medium Workplaces, and Best and Brightest Elite National Winner in Strategic Company Performance Category. In her leadership, Carrie blends her experiences as a consultant, executive coach, and award-winning author, mindfulness expert, and entrepreneur. Carrie received the 2021 Women with Vision Award and has been featured on ABC, NBC, NPR, The New York Times, Thrive Global, and Forbes, and also Inc. Carrie, excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. Awesome. Let's get it started then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Oh, wow. How did I get started? Well, I started my career in consulting, uh, which I'm we're still work for a consulting firm. Um, and how did I get into like more leadership and, and the people aspect of things? It was really just a focus that I, you know, as a consulting firm, putting your focus on your people first and foremost is really the best way because if people are happy, then they're going to be doing well for the clients and it's just going to be a win-win all over the place. So it was just, I had this like thought, like we need to be very specialized in our people and everything will come from there. And it's worked out really well. As you can tell from the bio, all the awards we've won, those are all surveys that go out to our, our team. Nice. I absolutely love that. And and so often I say like we we forget about the I say the human aspect of business, but I always say like the human aspect of life, <laughs> frankly. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know, you had that um that foresight, you know, years and years when I think it's become a little bit more, I don't want to say trendy, but I think people are starting to understand that a lot more. It sounds like you've been able to kind of understand that from the, the forefront. Right. Yeah. I've been very laser focused on it for the last 12 years. So um yeah, I, I like to say I, I was doing it before it was in vogue. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Before the training. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on the work that you're doing. I want to also hear about your books. Could you take us through a l- little bit more on how you all work with your clients, how you serve them, how you make that impact that you that you've been able to do? Sure. I mean, one of our biggest focuses is on our client satisfaction. And it's interesting because when we're in the recruiting process, 
people always say they get this feeling that we are so team oriented and they just feel welcomed even from the beginning of that recruiting process. And then when people start with the company, the way we set it up is there's zero competition between groups, between people. It's in your best interest to help people out. And so when we have somebody new coming on board, they feel completely supported within our teams. And we always are like, you can ask anybody any question. And I'm, and I'm the COO. And I mean, people, we tell them like, listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to be checking in with you for the first couple months. And then I'll be checking in with you monthly. People aren't used to that. People aren't used to being able to message the COO of a company or like our founding partners, you can reach out to anybody within the organization. So that level of support really trickles down to our clients because our people feel supported, then they're able to give our clients this high level of customer service and satisfaction. And it just, it just, it goes down because if it's, if you're happy at work, you're going to, you know, you're going to be proud of what you're doing. And I think people are proud of working for Actualize and working for this company that really supports each other. And not only do we support each other, we support our clients and we really look out for each other. You could definitely, you know, hear that when you, you know, you, you use the phrase first and foremost, making people first and foremost. And I think um, the, the 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 kind of quote that I, I remember so much is people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And it sounds uh-huh. like you've been able to kind of create that culture and that, you know, that starts to extend. And once people are cared, they feel like, you know, they're in a really good culture, a really good organization. Then it starts to really, you know, create that domino effect in their lives and even in their clients' lives that you all have been able to do. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. 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 And is that some of what you kind of covered in, you know, both of your books to kind of, you know, maybe distill down, you know, some of those uh, behind the scenes things that we weren't sure on how people can, you know, create that culture and create that opportunity within organizations. Exactly. And both of the books are case studies of what I've done within our organization. And the first one, Culture Infusion, is nine principles to create and maintain a thriving organizational culture. Talks about how you're communicating with, with your people how you deal with challenges. I mean, that's the thing I know in life is you can be going along just perfectly smoothly and then you're going to hit challenges. You're going to be road bumps and in, in, in your path. And so how do you deal with those? And I think that's a huge thing that, you know, if somebody knows that maybe they have a challenging client or they're, something didn't go right, if they know that they can come to you with that challenge and you're going to help them work through it versus any, you know, slap on the hand type of thing. I think it's, it's, I mean, I do the same thing with my kids, right? It's like, listen, if you don't, if you don't tell me you're going to be in huge trouble, but if you tell me I'll help you work through it. So I think that's very important. Um, we also have this culture of really wellness and I, I used to call it work-life balance, but now I call it life work balance that we understand that people are going to deal with things and, the majority of the times when something's going wrong at work for somebody, it typically isn't work related. It's something that's going on in their personal life. So being able to understand that I think is really important as well. We survey our people all the time, just little short micro surveys. If I don't know what I should do in a situation, I'll typically just survey the people, you know, our people to get the answer. And then people feel like they're part of the resolution too. Right. So there's just a few things. And then the other book is on gratitude and, just, and I love my word infusion because it's really, you have to do it constantly. And 
within that family of how we treat our people and our people treat each other, there's this constant feedback loop where you're encouraged if you get feedback from your clients or your peers, like send it in to your supervisor and my team. We put it in the newsletter. We just have this like celebratory type of environment that everybody's constantly being lifted up. And like our newsletter, half of it's kudos. It's crazy to me. (laughs) It's great though. I love to see it. And we use that feedback as part of people's performance bonuses as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? It could be for yourself personally, the organization or a combination of both, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I think it's, me personally, I think that it's because I do look at people from a holistic perspective. I'm not just looking at one aspect of how they're showing up or, you know, and I think one of my superpowers is being able to help people shine and help them. Many times people don't even know what their strengths are, right? So I think I'm able to identify that and really focus people and help coach them through, okay, this is what I'm like, what do you like? What do you enjoy? What, what inspires you? And let's focus that as what you're focused on in your career versus, oh, I'm going to try to have somebody do something that they they aren't really good at. Like I have somebody on my team who, um, you know, give them a spreadsheet and they're going to like, you know, have heart palpitations. Right. But there's Mm -hmm. other people that give them a spreadsheet and they're going to be like dancing around like a little kid. So, (laughs) I mean, it's like, you have to know your audience and what people are good at. And I think not pushing people to do things that they don't want to do. Um, I think, and just understanding, each person at an individual level. And it does take a lot of time and energy, but for me, it makes for a really successful organization and it's worth the time and energy. Absolutely. You get that um, that feeling that you're meeting people where they are. And I mm-hmm. think so many times, um, as we kind of, you know, kind of alluded to, there's so much kind of, I'm going to use the word conditioning, where so many times you, you feel as if, you know, you, you can't have that opportunity to, to actually, you know, be met where you are. You, you have that, you know, feeling that who you are, if you love spreadsheets, that you feel like that's not right. If you feel like you don't love spreadsheets, you feel like that's not right. But I think once you have that opportunity to be celebrated for one, but also have the understanding of of who you are and then also where you can shine. I think it, again, helps you to feel valued so that you are able to to excel at all the things that you're doing in your life. Yeah. And I mean, I had somebody last week, you know, she was like, I don't want to do this particular um, role at a client. And I said, and you know, we're like, okay. And then I told her I was proud of her. And she was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud that you said you don't want to do it. It's not a good, it's not a good fit for you. And that's okay. You you have that choice. Right. So I I think that's important. And then I had somebody last week also was like, um, you know, it's going through something personally and reached out and just said, Hey, if anybody says I'm not doing a good job, this is why (laughs) I was like, okay, I got your back. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that people are willing to, you know, reach out and tell me those things. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective or efficient? Making sure that I take time for things that I enjoy each day is very important um, because, 
you know, and what I do. And even as a mom, you know, constantly giving, giving, giving. So making sure that I give back to myself and, and that could be different each day. Um, but what, 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 what lights me up and what do I need today? Um, so I can take care of myself also. And I think that sometimes people forget to, to nurture themselves as well. Absolutely. And especially, as you said, you know, you know, we have our, you know, different, you know, titles, I guess you can say, like you mentioned, mom being a parent, whether it being a CEO or CEO or, um, you know, manager, whatever title you might have. A lot of times, if you're really, you know, doing um, well at the job, or you're really executing at that job, whatever position that might be, you're giving so much of yourself that we often can put ourselves at the bottom of the totem pole. So I love you making sure that you do that and prioritizing that because that's what makes sure that you're able to actually give even more and more um, and make a more of an impact by doing that. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you cover a little bit in either one of your books, or it might be something you would tell your younger business self if you hopped into a time machine or maybe your favorite client. I I use one of the, the strategies that I use in every aspect of my life. And I call it the 3P method. It's to pause, to pivot to a positive. And in that pause, you're, you have a moment of gratitude for, you know, maybe you are going through this challenging situation, but, you know, what can you find to be grateful for in that moment? And then moving towards, okay, what's the positive, you know, what's the resolution of this or what's the lesson learned? But I think I save a ton of time and I can coach people through um, things as well. Just saying, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what the issue is, but not spinning spinning, spinning, spinning in that negativity and trying to move forward into, like I said, that resolution or a lesson learned. And, you know, sometimes you might have to pause a little bit and I call it an adult timeout. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you might have to stay there a little bit longer and that's okay. However, you're trying to get to, you know, a place where you've made some sort of progress with whatever challenge you're facing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, and it's the definition of what it means to be a quote-unquote CEO, and we're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on this show. And as a CEO, Carrie, I want to ask you, what does being a CEO mean to you? It means providing um, an organization where people want to show up every day and they feel supported and they feel like um, they can grow in, in their careers, or if they want to stay where they're at, they can do that too, but it needs to be a safe place. I always go back to like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, you know, work is someplace that you spend a lot of time. So it needs to feel good. Absolutely. And I love that phrase, you know, safe space, because I think we sometimes forget, as we kind of even talked about with the three P's, that you have the power to kind of create that space. And it isn't something that we kind of talked about before that you just check off the box. But as a leader, you have that opportunity to create that space and and so many things that you do and a lot of times the things that you don't do. But it's so important because we do we do and can spend so much time in our in, in work. Yeah. And it's part of life, right? You got to work. Yes. <laughs> so I might as well have fun with it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You have the opportunity to choose why not choose that. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 Well, Carrie, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find out about your team, get a copy of your books and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. 
Sure. You can find me on LinkedIn at Carrie Wekelow. Um, Also, our website is actualizedconsulting.com. And both my books are on Amazon Culture Infusion and Gratitude Infusion. And thanks so much for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. I definitely appreciate you to make it even easier. We'll have the links and information in the show notes, but I love everything that you're doing, that the, the, creating that infusion that you brought here uh, and remind us of how the power that we have to be able to kind of transform and, and kind of reinvent the cultures and the lives that we have. So thank you so much for taking the lead and doing that as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.